challenges with your hosts, Nate Dog and Connor Freakman Henry. Hello again, everybody. How we doing? How we doing? Better than me, I bet. Better than Isaac, too. Better than uh, all the people who took a L this last week. Better than Dylan, that's for sure. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And Rob, coming in hot. You heard him. We have a guest on the pod this week, Colbert. He's here. He's got a dope little uh, podcast set up. So if he sounds better than we do, what's up, friends? We might just give him the podcast because he's got some cool shit. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. It's always good to be back. I was I was excited to get that text today, podcast tonight at five forty five, and I was like, "Yes, you know I'm down." Great two words, isn't it? Podcast tonight, boys. It's like let's go. Well, so Connor, right, let's how get into we, it. Yeah, how we feeling? Week one, Connor. How you doing? <sighs> Own one again. This is year four. And I like to say, oh, you know, sometimes it happens. It's the randomness of fantasy football. But, you know, I'm usually a pretty good loser, I honestly think. Done quite a lot of it in my life. Um, You know, always, you know, keep that stick on the ice and come back hard. But you know what? No, no, no. This was week one. I am better than almost all of you. I drafted way better. I My team was good. But you know what? Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, <laughs> trash. And it's, I appreciate all the quarterback trades coming at me this week, but Lord, <laughs> it's just another, it's just starting on one. It's demoralizing, man. Can we it's pause tough. for a second and talk about that for a second? We're, we're, we're here on Wednesday night and I'm looking at your lineup and you still have Dak Prescott in your lineup and I don't see any other quarterbacks on your roster. I, as I was doing my waiver wires last night, I, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, I was looking at some quarterbacks. You know, the cream of the crop really aren't there. I'm it's like, I don't even need to put a in a waiver thing. wire. And nobody even picked up a quarterback anyways. So I'm making some moves. Dak Prescott is still in. Um, You're going to pick up Matt Ryan, aren't you? I mean, if this was 2018, I would. But the future is now, old man. And I don't know. Moves will be made. I will have a quarterback that will be starting their game in my lineup come sunday morning um if you but trade, yeah, if you trade josh for for kyler murray and, and you give him some freaking great player i'm gonna be real upset with you well, i'm gonna tell you what josh messaged me about a trade i think monday morning uh that surprised because you know he's shipping kyler murray he said it in the draft and before the draft was even over he was trying to trade kyler murray not big kyler murray guy not big cardinals guy um i don't think they're gonna be that good this year but yeah, it's you know start half of the, half of the league started zero one. It sucks, and you know it's this league. It's tough to come back. Sometimes when you take a rough L, I think I had the fourth most points scored. So it's not like I'm the scrub of the week, but I definitely wasn't the savage. But as usual, you two boys had a W next to your name, um, Cole, who I did outscore. Close, <laughs> close matchup yeah. with uh, Jason. I don't even know if I can really call that a win. I mean, it's a win on on the board, but shit, that didn't feel like one to me. I mean, I was sweating bullets. I thought for sure, and Jason kept doing his thing where he's like, "It's over. Uh, might as well just give up right now." And I'm like, "Stop saying that shit," because as soon as you start saying that, it always it's 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 not good for my team, but. We had a clutch interception there at the end, turned things over, and wow, I barely squeaked by. I felt kind of bad for Jason, but uh, yeah, I got through that, but I'm not feeling super confident about the rest of the schedule coming up here with my team. Not not super stoked about my team this year. Well, it was a close one, and you know, watching those that defensive battle kind of on Sunday night, it was interesting seeing you guys in the chat. Yeah, you know, Jason, he's already changed the name to Destin for relegation. Um, <laughs> Didn't so, even take four games. No. Didn't even so, take four games. And so maybe now this is going to be the year he makes the playoffs. But, um, yeah, entered 93.32 to 92.08. And then the two-time, the dubs, over Team Sleepy. What you, a comeback. 
Start at Cam Akers. We'll get to that later. Um, 112 points. And Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, you rode those receivers. And I think that's good for the second most points scored this week. Come back. Talk us. Talk us through it. Text message. <clears throat> Group chat. Sunday, 12, 14 p.m. Hercules, Josh McKibben, <laughs> says... Nate, scrub of the week, or what? Hey, Josh. I won, for the record. I won. Put up 112 points. So, no, I'm not the scrub of the week, just so you're aware. I'm actually 1-0, same as you. Only scored 7.86 points less than you. And now I'm coming for your throat. Now I'm coming, you know, yeah, it's everyone shit on Josh this year because it's Josh and it's fun. No, no, no. You're done. You're done. You're done. I'm going to make it a personal mission to make sure you don't get the trade you want, or at least half of them, so you still probably have like 40. I'm going to make sure if you make the playoffs, everyone's betting against you because your team is going to be bad. They're going to be awful. You're going to be the scrub of the week. Four times this year. I'm calling it. I'm calling four Shots times. Fired. Ooh, four times. Four times. Josh McKibben is going to still make the, the playoffs. Week. He might. <laughs> he might still make the playoffs. And, you know, yes, I came back. It's not, a, you know, Isaac didn't do anything here. I just, I got zero points for my running back one, which, again, we'll talk about later. I don't want to talk about it, but we'll talk about it. And I got five points for my running back, too. But thank God, because Justin Jefferson fell to me at 8, and I took Devontae Adams at 13, and I can ride those. I can ride those just fine. Great Steel. team to ride. Great Steel is the first round. I'm just going to throw that out and there. And we will get to the draft. All right. All right. Um, um, we will get to the draft, but now that we're on, we're on the week one games, and we've gone over we've gone over year two, and yes, Josh did beat me 119 to... Uh, 103, um, Dak getting four points, and Josh Allen getting 31. That was the main difference there. He did start Allen Robinson. We can get to that later as well. And he had uh, 12 yards for 1.2 points. Uh, and he still beat me. So, you know, I don't think – I think I beat Josh once in this league. I know we went over it in the first podcast, but I have a atrocious record against Josh. Um, but the other games, dude, it's my year. Lamar. Respectable 107 against Party Gummy Bear. Pretty comfortable win there. Um, Saquon, almost a 30-burger. Seems to kind of be back. Jamar Chase, looking all right. And uh, the only other one, oh, that's, oh, and then Mondo over Dylan. Dylan, not the best showing. Uh, anything noteworthy to speak on those two games? Uh, we got to talk about Lamar's bench. I mean, really, Lamar, he said, dude, it's my year. And dude, it might be his year. Oh, like he's his quarterback's good. Saquon's going off. Antonio Gibson's doing well. I mean, yeah, it's because his teammate got shot, but whatever. Jamar Chase is doing well. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Brown solid. Cordero Patterson went off. Michael Thomas went off. James Robinson went off. Trey, you know, yeah. I mean, everything kind of peters off from there. I mean, Trey Lance had a rough game, and his Miami defense did well on the bench, so that's cool. But I mean, he's got a good team. He's got a solid team. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. Lamar has a shot to go all the way this year. He's a legitimate threat. All right. Well, we will be getting into uh, uh, my favorite section, the playoff predictions. But before that, that was your uh, week one recap. Let's uh, take a look at the draft. We didn't give you a pod uh, immediately post-draft, but we are here now. And uh, let's just go over the uh, the top ten first. Um, Isaac, number one pick. Congrats! You know his second year in the league. I w- I wasn't that upset when he got him. Like you know, okay, let's give him the number one. See what he does. If he misses the playoffs, or does really shitty this year, we can clown on him. And uh, he took Jonathan Taylor. I think that was the pretty consensus number one. Um, you guys agree on that? Would you have taken him at one? Yeah, as a no-brainer. I feel like you yeah. have to. Yeah, you do. And, I mean, he he had 161 rushing yards and a touchdown. 
So and fourteen receiving yards. So I mean, he he did exactly what people wanted him to do and thought that he was going to do in week one. So yeah, I think it's the right decision. Yeah, and then two, Cole, Derrick Henry, and I'm not going to lie, this one surprised me. This one surprised me. Okay, uh, you, you want to take in my spot just, there? Who would who would you have taken? Just curious. Well, uh, pers- my personal draft strategy. Like at the time, not looking back time? on after oh, week I, one now. Who would you have taken? At the time, I'm not even going to lie, and people might call bullshit at this. My draft strategy up until draft day was if I have number one, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. If I'm taking number two, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. You heard me right. I was going to pass McCaffrey. I was going to pass Eckler. And Dude. then, I, because I was so high on Jefferson, I was even thinking taking him at one. But I'm like, two, I will take him. Same. But this year, running backs just felt very thin. And there's some wide receivers in the later rounds that I thought I could get that I did that I liked. I'm like, I'm going to go running back heavy, and I like Eckler. So when, and I was worried that Eckler, neither Eckler or Jefferson would fall to me at six, and they're both there. And now I have a decision to make. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I made the running back plan. I'm going to get it. I'll give, I'll give Jefferson to Jason. And Jason took Mixon at seven. I'm like, I really like Joe Mixon, but I cannot believe Justin Jefferson went to eight. Me Nate? neither. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. I, I, I looking back on it, I like I was super high on Jefferson going into the draft too, but I was not expecting to have the second overall pick because we we had just been talking about we had never been in the top five picks, and I was like, okay, I'm definitely not going to be in there. So I'm like, I was looking around like six, seven, you know, like maybe Justin Jefferson will fall to me, probably not. But then that two hit me an hour before the draft, and I just I was like panicking. I was like, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with myself with the second pick. And it's like, I just think I would have kicked myself if I wouldn't have drafted Derrick Henry, even though he didn't put up a great first week. He's still Derrick Henry, and it's like he's one of those guys. The past like three years, I'm like, God, I just want him on my team someday, you know. And it was just like I was kind of just foaming at the mouth with that with that pick like I just I couldn't pass him up at two like it just feels wrong taking a wide receiver at the sec for the second pick to me but I really I don't know looking back on it obviously like I should have picked Justin Jefferson but that's not to say that Derrick Henry can't still have a great year and turn things around so I to be honest gonna have to roll with it if I had two I think I would have taken McCaffrey actually I think I would have taken CMZ I mean there's still again he didn't exactly have the best day either, but I mean, he got in the end zone. Um, I think that'll be interesting to watch the McCaffrey versus Henry versus JT throughout the season. I mean, Jonathan Taylor seems like he still definitely has the edge, but maybe that changes. Maybe something, you know, switches up. Maybe we see like old school CMC and like have him not get hurt. Possible. I oh, mean, yeah. If they, yeah, if they keep running Jonathan Taylor like as many times they did week one, that boy is not going to last all season. I mean, oh. it's it's cool for for fantasy owners that have him to be like, fuck yeah, he's getting a ton of points already. But yikes, that, that's a lot of work for for a running back to get every week. And I think Christian McCaffrey was like ESPN's. I think his automatic draft position was two, and and even some leagues number one. So to see him drop, um, Nick Party Gummy Bear took Cooper Cup at three. Okay, respect it. I was like, I was surprised that McCaffrey's on the board. And then Lamar took Jamar Chase. And I was surprised that Jefferson, out of those three receivers, I had a, those are, you know, the top three guys. They're in the tier of their own. I was surprised he was the third one to go. But Jamar Chase, you know, he ain't bad. Yeah. And, and then it came to Dylan. And we don't worry, Dylan. We will get to you. Auto-drafted McCaffrey at five. But talking to him, he would have taken McCaffrey at five. And then me too. Yeah, I think you should at that point. And then, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I took, actually, I would have, I said my guys were Jefferson and Eckler. I never considered McCaffrey at six because I just didn't think he was going to get there. But I would would have taken McCaffrey over Eckler. I took Eckler. Jason took Mixon. Nate, you took Justin Jefferson. Mondo took Najee Harris. Wasn't in love with that pick. And then Josh got the 10th pick. The league winner got the turn, which he wanted. And Diggs and Dalvin Cook. Um, Respectable. Yeah, solid one, too. 
And Diggs had a great game too. And I mean, Josh Allen doing Josh Allen stuff is just going to keep airing that ball out. Yeah, not a bad pick. And we continued down. Um, there was just looking for stuff that's notable. Um, Jason took Keenan Allen at fourteen. I thought that was a little. I thought that was a little high for stu- for who was still on the board. Devontae Adams. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't think Devontae Adams was going to be there at 13 either. But at the time, like, I know it sounds funny. It's Devontae Adams. He's always like top three receiver. But going into this draft, I was like, he's just not going to be the same with Derek Carr throwing on the ball. I, like, I just couldn't believe how well of a, how good of a game he had last week. And I just, I wasn't expecting Derek Carr to target him that much. Like I know they had times. chemistry and I know he's still Devontae Adams, but shit. Even when you picked him there, I was kind of like, oh, it's going to be like a toss up pick. Like it's either really going to work out or it's not. I felt good. Honestly, I, I had read a little bit about that college connection and I realized like, oh, these guys are kind of homies. Like they go back a ways and then it's Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't think he was going to get targeted 17 times in week one. And I don't know if that's humanly possible to maintain that pace, obviously, but I mean, I'll take it. And if he just stays up on that efficiency, keeps getting that kind of volume. I'm that's another steal. I feel like I got two top. I mean, the two top five wide receivers in the first two picks at eight and 13. So, I guess this is the question for both of you. Who were your guys' steals of the draft? In the first four rounds, who were your steals? I can go first. Go for it. Jefferson yeah. Jefferson at eight, Yeah, I think is a sure. steal. And then I'm biased here. Me getting DeAndre Swift at 26. I, I took Nick Chubb at 15. I'm like, man, I really want Swift. But like, just looking at my picks, I'm like, I think he's going to go late teens, early 20s. And then Dylan came up and auto-drafted Mark Andrews, and I was stoked. I think Isaac drafting Cortland Sutton at 21, I'm like, man, that's that's a reach. And I just, I'm high on Swift, and I think that was the steal, along with uh, Jefferson. Kind of random, yeah, but... I agree. Round three, Travis no, Go Kelsey. ahead, Nate. Because, I mean, Kelsey was... And we'd have to... I have to look back on it, but Kelsey was going like almost first round, second round for a long time. And tight end hasn't exactly gotten deeper. Like there's still not no. a lot of good tight ends. And with no Tyreek Hill, Mahomes is going to keep going to Kelsey. So I actually do like that pick at 22 in the third round. I do too. I agree with that. Actually. That's a, that's a good place to grab Travis Kelsey at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was pretty stoked about it that I still had the opportunity to pick him at that point. Um, yeah, because I knew that they got rid of Tyreek Hill and Kelsey is the man in, in Kansas City. So I knew he's going to be, be getting his targets and definitely end zone looks, which he did um, in the first week. But I just, God, I never want to draft inside the top three again. It just sucks. Like, so I like I picked Derrick Henry and then I'm just sitting there waiting, like watching like the, from two to pick 19 is just like there's so many good players that I missed out on. And it's so hard just like watching all those people get drafted. And I'm just like, shit. And then like I felt like 19 was a super awkward pick with who was left for me. Like I went into this draft like not wanting to to draft Tyreek Hill at all. Like I was just like, I'm not on the dolphins. Like I'm, I'm not feeling it, but then he's sitting there right in front of me and I got him, Javante Williams, who's kind of like a toss up. We don't, we know he can be good, but we don't know, you know, long term if he's going to be good. Cortland Sutton and then Travis Kelsey, James Conner. And I honestly thought about going Kelsey and Andrews for a second. I was like, what if I just drafted both of them? And, you know, possibly start one at, at the flex and then, you know, the other one in my tight end position or just use the other one for for trade leverage because I was just not super stoked on any of the other people there. Obviously, looking back now, like DeAndre Swift would have been probably a good pick there. But, you know, Tyreek Hill, I, just, Tyree. I went with Tyreek Hill. He he's kind of showing some promise in Miami, so I'm not super bummed about it, but I'm at the same time, not like stoked. Like, yeah, that was my second pick. It feels kind of like shit. I could have got somebody a little better. 
I kind of think Christian McCaffrey at five is an easy steal too. Like anyone at five who has the chance to take Christian McCaffrey is going to and should, even if it is an auto draft, Dylan. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, so then Dylan was able to get him and get Alvin Kamara as a one-two, and that's, you know, pretty solid one-two, even given the kind of situation with the Saints football team. Yeah. Hopefully Kamara doesn't get suspended for, you know, the whole uh, salt situation, but (laughs) I guess we'll see what happens there. All right. Um, now reaches. Who do you got the reach in the first four rounds? I'm gonna go. I did mention. I think Jason taking Keenan Allen at 14 was a bit of a reach. Um, but let me say this: I was shocked, and I don't throw that word around lightly. I'm watching the screen. I have my whiteboard out with all my drafting shit, and I'm just gonna say this: I was like, I'm like, what? When Nate drafted Cam Akers at 28, <laughs> Here I can't believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, I'm like, he's lost it. He's it's he's regressing to the mean. I'm like the two time champ, the guy who's made the playoffs every three years. I and really good drafter. I was just I was surprised. I really was surprised. Um, gonna let you defend your pick, and I could you can make me eat crow. It's only after week one, but I would I would have just said this before the zero burger in uh, week one. I want to hear you defend the pick. Because I was just, I was honestly surprised and I thought it was a reach. Um, Nate's about to go off. Oh, oh. Nate, Nate's having some technical difficulties. Nate, so. your mic, your, your mic is muted. It says. We're just going to edit this out. Maybe not because, I mean, we have under 10 listeners and you guys can be patient with us. Um, so while Nate's figuring this stuff out, Cole, who is your reach? I mean, Cam Akers definitely up there. Um, you know, I just, I feel like every time in, when we draft in our leagues, I'm like, I'm going to wait on a quarterback. You know, there'll still be some good quarterbacks. And then quarterbacks just start going in the third or fourth round with with somebody. It's usually Josh that starts the party off. And then people start taking quarterbacks. And then I'm like, okay, now there's no good quarterbacks left. Great. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with with myself for a reach, okay? okay. I was – this one is keeping me up at night. I So at pick, pick nine in the fourth round, I had um, – I had Justin Herbert sitting in front of me and I was like, God, I'm going to take him because Mahomes was already gone. Josh Allen was already gone. He was like the last kind of elite fantasy quarterback that I really wanted. And I was like, fuck yes. But I have him sitting right there and I'm like, I need another wide receiver though. Like, I feel like this is still too early to take a quarterback. And then I'm like, you know what? I have another pick and a couple picks. He'll still be there. And so I take Mike Williams. (laughs) And then two picks later, guess who picks right in front of me? Team Sleepy, Justin Herbert. I was like, fuck. So that one hurt really bad. I'm looking back at that, just scratching my head like, what the hell was I thinking? So that was a reach. Sometimes when you actually like look at the draft order after, you're like, what was I doing, man? Like, but um, yeah, I I remember hearing you get upset about that. Uh, Nate. Yeah, I'm back. All right, well, just to recap, uh, Cole, before Cole's reach of picking himself, uh, his pick of Mike Williams, he agreed with me and gave some insight on Cam Akers at 28. What the hell is going on? Like, I'm not I'm not even going to rant again. You don't even need to hear it. You can listen to the pod. Do you want to defend the pick? And this is – I would have even said this. I was going to call you out before the week one zero-point outing. I was just I, – I was I – was, Seriously shocked. Take us through it. No, it's indefensible. I don't have a defense here. This is not. Um, I gotta be. If we're being completely transparent, I you know I kept telling you guys like guys, I just haven't done my research yet. I really gotta do this. You know, I haven't. I haven't put the time in. I never did. I was out of town. I was still like I was doing all my drafts over in Bend, and it was like just kind of like always there. Like oh, Cam Akers is here, and I mean I guess. You know, I'm clicking into his ESPN profile. It's like, oh, yep, looking to be the lead back after coming back from injury for the Rams. You know, high-powered offense, yada, 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 high points projection. 
I'm like, yeah, I need running back. So yeah, I'll just take Cam Akers. Like he could be legit. And not only did I do that in our league, I did that in three other leagues. Because yeah, Cam Akers just kept falling to that position. And me kind of just going for it without doing anything in the back end. I took him. And not only did I take him, he became my running back one. And my running back one put up zero points. And I said early on, and, you know, okay, Josh is asking if I'm scrub of the week because I had negative three points from Burrow and I had zero points from Cam Akers. And I was like, is my season done already? Are we not even through week one and I'm out? Is that it? I don't think I'm out. I'm very glad I took the two wide receivers I did to keep me afloat and they helped me with my comeback and, you know, cruise to a 1-0 start. But I'm hurt. I'm hurting. I don't... It was a bad pick. I can't defend it. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really hoping there's a part of me that's still very optimistic. That's just hoping he just, like, was in trouble. You know? Maybe he wasn't putting the effort in in practice. You know? He kind of pissed... You know, kind of pissed Coach off. And he's in the doghouse. Maybe he comes back from the doghouse and he does what he's supposed to do. And then I can go back to this point and this conversation and this draft and be like, see... Cam Akers was kind of a dick, but I mean, at least now he's getting me 12 to 15 points a game. If he can do that, we're straight. It's not worth the draft pick, but it's worth it as of right now. It's not going to happen. That shit ain't happen. That's a high, very high upside. Um, do you have, uh, I guess we should ask, oh, did you pick yourself for the reach for Cam Akers? Is that your reach? I mean, I, the first I can't round? find a draft pick worse. Can you? I can't find one. <laughs> no, I can't I find one. I pick a draft pick worse than any round. Okay, Lord. well, I feel like I feel like we all kind of picked, we all kind of, or at least Nate and I said our, our fantasy boo-boos on our team. How about you? How about you for your team, Connor? Do you feel like you drafted something that maybe you're like, shit, why did I take that guy? But not in like the super late rounds. Well, the first three rounds I thought were – I had to make the conscious decision to leave Jefferson. I stick with that. I have a three-headed monster, Eckler, Chubb, Swift in the first three Solid. rounds. Solid. I did a dance when DeAndre Swift fell to me. Yeah. Um, round four, uh, who did I take? Pittman, Jr. Pittman? Yep, good pick. Like I was thinking about Kyle Pitts, and then I took um, – Brandon Cooks. I don't know. I feel like I drafted well. Brandon That's, Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks might be the one. Um, maybe I should have taken, you know, a Kyler Murray. I got Gabe Davis, which I like as well, but I went very heavy just on skill positions. And I missed out on George Kittle. So, I don't know. I'm not too I, – I think I drafted okay. I think it's skipping the quarterback. I picked Dak at like 95. <sighs> I've had good success when I have, you know, I got Josh Allen in the fourth round last year and it was pretty early for me to take a quarterback, but he did really well. And yeah, I only have the first seven rounds in front of me, but, but I'd say Brandon cooks, you know, I'm a little biased Oregon state guy. And I mean, let's talk I about think- then who, who had the, who had the best draft. I would say you Connor by far. I mean, I was looking at your team after the draft and I was like, how the hell did he get those three running backs? Like, how did that happen? How are we all that stupid? Only in this league, I tell you. I, I honestly, I don't think it's me. I think it's the rest of you. Um, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I think I drafted. I do think I drafted well. I think and, you uh, had the best team coming out of the draft, for sure. And, yeah. And when I, when I finished the season, three games under five hundred, and I'm bitching on here about how I had the best draft, you know, it is what it is. But... In regards to the draft, one thing, the date is set. We all know when it is. And the one minute, nine out of ten people are there. And we're, star- we're you're staring there. It's just like, you know, the messages start popping up. Yep. Where's Dylan? Where's Dylan? And I know I'm probably one of the eight people to message him, to call him, to FaceTime him. And I'm either, A, like worried something's happened to him. Because I'm like, for him to miss the draft after the whole Mountain Road fiasco last year or whatever. Dude, year he, was. he just goes off the grid come draft time. It's like he's like he's you might as well be Tom Hanks and Castaway. You're not going to fucking find the guy like where where are you at, bro? Like I, I on draft day, I'm sitting there in my living room like three hours ahead of time. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. So excited. Dylan's just off, just lollygagging somewhere, just going on hikes and shit, whatever he does with his buddies up in the mountains. I don't get it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. 
And it, he ended up getting on, so that's good. If he auto-drafted the whole thing, it would have been really disappointing. But first four picks were auto-drafted, McCaffrey and Kamara. And he loves Kamara, so those first two picks he would have done, then Andrews. And I think he said Higgins in the fourth round he wouldn't have done, so good. You deserve that. But I think we got to be talking punishment here. I, I think we should hold a court, a kangaroo court, on the podcast he can hire one of you guys as a defense attorney. Nate and I could be the prosecutor and the judge, and and we got and then he'll be sentenced. He complete his innocence. I'm not even saying he's completely guilty. Like, but you need to stand for your crimes, Dylan. I'm calling out. You are going to appear. You're ordered hereby ordered to appear on the podcast next week. Get yourself a defense attorney, and you will be tried. I feel like Dylan's Dylan's uh, status as a as a fantasy football player going into the draft is is highly questionable every year. He's just questionable. It, it might even be a game time decision, and even he might even be he might even be. Hey, you know we're we're gonna hold you out for the first half, and then and then we'll bring you in. Okay, if he even shows up at all in the second half. Jeez. You heard it here on Scrubs and Savages, yeah, Dylan. I think uh, I think I might end up being the judge because I think it might be the the most impartial one. So, Dylan, I'll give you a, I'll give you a shot. I'll give you a fair shot. But you gotta be ready to plead your case. You gotta show up ready. I'm the prosecutor. I'm the prosecutor then. Yeah, I think that only fits. I mean, there might be a conflict of interest. I think we have a mandatory in person draft next year. How about that? We all get together. We pitch on an Airbnb or something, and just we have it in person. No, no cancellations. We plan it out. We make sure that Dylan's not going to be on his other trip. If we have to do it maybe a couple days earlier than we want to. Yeah. I think we should. No, I think we should. It'd be a great time. Finding an Airbnb is really not that hard. We're all somewhat like located together. Like we can meet somewhere in between like Oregon and California or wherever else, you know, works. It won't be too difficult. We just make it happen. We carpool, we go, we stay for the weekend, we have a ball, get our fantasy on, and then do our thing. As you know, boys, I'm always down to get down. So count me in. And someone um, keep someone has to keep an eye on Dylan the whole time we're there. Make sure he doesn't wander off right before the draft. Hey, he did. He's probably thinking he about did. quitting this league. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it again. He had to deal with Elijah Mitchell and T. Higgins getting hurt week one. I, I some of this, some of this, I feel like might be just desserts, but also that's a bad beat to take in the first week of the season. His team is in shambles right now. That's tough. Well, getting to the standings, quick rundown. In the East, Josh Amondo, 1-0. Isaac, Nick, Dylan, 0-1. In the West, Nate, Lamar, and Cole, 1-0. Me and Jason, 0-1. Notable playoff percentages. I have ESPN's given me a 23% chance of making the playoffs, the lowest. And the highest would be Josh at 58. Um... You know, week one, not a whole lot to go over the standings. Uh, but like I said, my favorite section. Uh, we didn't. We did it pre-draft, which is just based on we just kind of did out of feeling and fantasy football and history. I th- it would have been good to do before the draft, or sorry, post-draft, pre-week one. But I want to hear your official playoff predictions. Who are the four that are in, that are battling? Go ahead, Nate. I think it's I think it's me, Cole, running it back for another year. I think Lamar is in there this year. It's his year. And then I think we have the winner of the East. I don't know. I think we have three out the West. Me, Cole, Lamar. Sorry, Connor, you're in the wrong division, bud. And we have the winner of the East. Might be a bit of a toss-up still, to be honest. Um, I think maybe Armando does some funky stuff this year and maybe it's a better year for him. It might just be fun to see. I might just be saying that just cause it's different or, you know, maybe Josh, I mean, Josh seems like he finds a way to, to eke his way in. So it might be Josh again, but yeah, I think there's three people out the West, us three and the winner of the East, whoever that is. You got to pick one. Mm, gun to your head. Gun to my head. God damn it, Josh. It's Josh. I think it's Josh. So who's your final four? It's me, Lamar, Cole, Josh. 
What about you, Cole? Okay. Go. I have a bit of a different one. You guys are going to I'm throwing a curveball at you here. I don't like my team at all. I have no I have no confidence long term. You know I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep hitting that waiver wire all season long. I don't care if I'm 1 and 7 to start the season. I'm not just going to give up, but I'm going to I'm just going to I'm going to do a bold pre- prediction and say your boy misses the the fantasy football playoffs for the first time in this league this year. Ooh. And I'm going to go with Connor for sure is making it and he's my favorite to win the ship at this point (laughs) and then i'm gonna go lamar is getting in those damn playoffs this year he's done it before he can do it again maybe this is his year and um and then my boy nate is gonna be in there always does always gets in there and then guys this this, you know this hurts me to say but i guess josh mckibben is probably gonna make it in there (laughs) that hurt that hurt me okay so hey i mean really we have the same final four but you swapped yourself out for connor and uh well i'm gonna give you guys mine i have the same final four as you nate i have cole i got josh i think that's a good team i got lamar i think he's a contender i got myself with lamar i am swapping out you nate Post draft, I'm declaring the king is dead. I don't. Need, not only are you not making the playoffs, I think you're like bottom two. Oh, and Whoa. it's over. You called it out to me before the draft. <laughs> it is over. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams might help make it go. You're going to go kicking and screaming with those guys, and they're going to do whatever they can to drag you. But you know what? You ain't making it, partner. I got Freakman, Cole, Josh, and Lamar. You heard it here. But it is interesting that we all have Josh and Lamar, and then we all and then all we all picked us. each other, just not. And then we all yeah. picked each other, so make that up what you will, huh? Um, uh, you know, I Nate and don't take this the wrong way here. Right after the draft, I was like, "Man, Connor's got a good team." So I draft, or I uh, I texted Connor, and I was like, "You drafted a really good team there, bud." And then I was looking at at other teams, and then just you know, my right off the cuff. Just reaction was, and this wasn't to talk shit about you, Nate. Oh, we weren't having a shit talking yeah, conversation. Yeah, but I, just went, I just went, you know, I'm not really scared of Nate's team this year. And Connor said, me neither. <laughs> but you know what? And I wasn't that scared when you first started on week one either. But look how you came ahead. And then I went, oh, shit, maybe Nate doesn't have that bad of a team. So I think I was maybe a little wrong. Yeah, my... uh because I like what I just said about you missing the playoffs and finishing bottom two. I was going to do before week one, and then just seeing you lose, I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just vindicated here. Like I didn't get to say it, so it's going to even. I'm going to look salty. But then you won. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, Jefferson Adams. Okay, his team's not that bad, but I'm sticking okay, with it. Bottom two. Bottom better. two. No, you better put some money where your mouth is on that action there. Bottom two. I mean, I need. I need some positive I mean, you guys action. are going to settle a little bit of that beef this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, week two, the two-time versus Freakman. Yeah. I think that's the marquee matchup of the week. That is the marquee. Oh, actually, Cole and Josh, both 1-0. The championship the rematch. Two. The championship rematch. I'm going to get my revenge. If I don't get one more win the rest of the season, I'm happy if I beat Josh this week. I can go winless the rest of the season and just... That's, we got two, I think, yeah, me and Nate, uh, I think that's a good story. And then, but you and Josh, I think that's the that's the marquee. Championship rematch, one and all. Josh is one of the favorites for, uh, according to us, to win it. And um, looking at the playoff percent chance, uh, and he has the highest chance to make the playoffs, according to the app. So I think it's going to be a good week, too. I, I think Lamar, be Lamar and Mondo team. are both one and zero too. They're playing each other. That's true, but Mondo. What's to say about Mondo? The, Mondo's team names is under uninspiring too, because it's the same Mondo. It's the same quote from last year. And Nate, uh, I don't know if he can't hear us anymore. Or if he's talking to somebody else. Oh, that's my bad. I'm just going to keep rolling with what I'm doing here. <laughs> Mondo, call out your team name. Um, 
And I would say he has the worst team name. Um, but we can always table that. So I, I, I got Lamar on that. Any other, Anything else you guys want to say about week if two? If you are going to come for the king, you better put me down on that first shot is all I'm saying. Because if I start this league 2-0 and and you start this league 0-2, you got an uphill battle and I'm going to oh, ride it the whole way. That is a tough one. I do got a lot riding on the sweep, but you know what? I don't have a quarterback yet, but you hey. know what? Hey, I said I wasn't. I We're said gonna I run. wasn't going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Forty bet this week. Put it oh. on. Forty bet. No. Forty the bet. Gauntlet has been thrown mm. down. No, we will talk. We will talk off. You don't lot. sound very. Judging, you don't sound very confident. Judging that. Now that I'm thinking, I gave you forty bucks because Josh said I owed you a forty bucks or a forty, and then I'm like, he's probably listening to that episode where I actually ended up paying the next episode. So you know what? Hey, I'll pay you forty bucks, but I still want this forty bet. <laughs> All right. All right. Bet. bet. Forty bet. Bet. First one of the season. Cole is a witness. As always, videos will be provided to the entire league should one of us lose. And I like if it. we tie, Josh has to drink one. Yes, and Josh, you don't get to say that. If we tie, you, you're you're drinking. Um, oh, man, I'm excited. I wish it was Sunday already. We do got a good Thursday night game, but I'm ready for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Josh texted me a couple hours ago, and he went, ESPN has us damn near even on on predictions. He's like, you want to make a bet? And I was like, no, you have the better team. Like, <laughs> you're just setting me up. I don't give a shit what ESPN says. But now I feel like kind of a big bitch. So how about how about you two come up with a bet between Josh and I for the winners, and we'll have to agree oh, to it. I'm down. You don't give us too much of power and authority here because we'll get creative. No, right now, right off the – what do you got for us right now? Just right off the top of your head, what comes to mind? I mean, watching Mondo do the shot bets last year over and over again <laughs> was pretty funny. So as long as we could get someone to film the aftermath like 10 minutes after the loser, I'm always down for something like that. Uh, five shots back-to-back. Ooh, That's what she I'll is. Do that. Josh will do it. It's going to be whiskey, I can tell though. he'll do it right now. Yeah, five shots back-to-back. All right, I'm He was down. thinking about not drinking anymore, but sorry, Josh. This is not happening for a while until at least season's over. <laughs> Degenerates. Degenerates. All right. Well, that brings us to what everybody's been waiting for. And I think we should keep track this year so we don't have to go back and listen to the all, all the old podcasts to see who was the scrub and savage every week, which we haven't done I will, yet. I, for season I am officially tracking our official scrub and savages per week. <laughs> we are tracking it. Um, I guess I'll start. My scrub... Of the week is Dylan. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Scrub. Unanimous. The famous words of Nate Warren last year. Scrub, scrub, scrub. Scrub, scrub, scrub. You auto-drafted your team, and they didn't perform. Even the guys, uh, even your studs. Even your studs. 69 points. If you're not breaking 70, uh, what what's there left to say? Kamara, four. Higgins, two. Elijah Mitchell gets hurt. You get one from your kicker. Um that's all I got to say. Scrub. scrub. Yeah, I think we're definitely all on the same page. It's a unanimous decision there for that scrub. Scrub a dub dub dilly in the tub. <laughs> all right, Cole, hit us with your uh, your savage. Let's let's talk these through. You know, I, I gotta go with Nate. I mean, he was down and out. I think everybody was watching that the scoreboard this weekend, going, "Nate is going down week one," and then he just. Fucking comes out of nowhere and does his Nate thing and just comes on back and strong too. I mean, it was it was a decisive victory. Very well done, Connor. Savage. Savage. Connor, my, what, what you got? How do you think? That was a convincing argument, and I may be swayed, Nate. You may have the the tie breaking vote here, but um, if that's how we're going to decide the Savage, but. Uh, I was thinking Josh. He did have the most points scored. He's coming off the championship win last year. 
And like I said, I thought we talked about we had a good, well-drafted team. And even though Dak Prescott shot the bed, he came out, got a good win, like he always does against me. And he's one and zero with a solid one nineteen, highest score of the week. So he would be my vote. You know, I think you know it's going off the scores makes it easy, and I think there's an argument to be made about that. Um, I think he fell short in one area, and I think that area was Nate. Week one scrub. And I think if you start talking your shit a little too early and then you wrong, it kind of takes a little bit of your mojo away. You know, he's he's kind of calling his shots and then his shots are incorrect. That's that's that seems difficult. So I could go I could go either way. I don't know if we have what's a if we have another way to determine this. Because I do I Oh, go ahead. I, I, I have to, I mean, it's myself. So, yes, I'm biased. I have to agree with Cole. I kind of thought I was screwed. I got zero points from my running back, my number one running back, my third overall pick, zero points. And I still put up 112, and I won decently. I don't, I don't think you could say the same thing about Josh. You can't. I mean, he got, you know, he has a good team. He got his production from his team. Yeah, he had a bad week from Allen Robinson, who he drafted 70th. So it's not like that killed him. I got to go me, I think. All right, well, yeah, I think we kind of, you know, we all put our candidate forward. That's two to one. And I did say I would, you know, I did like the argument for you. So I, I have no problem jumping on. Nate Warren, Savage, week one. So that's it. Dylan, scrub. Nate Savage, week one. We got a long season ahead, boys, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can tell you one thing, though. I don't think uh, Nate's getting the back to back Savages of the week. Oh, we'll see. We go and find out. We're going to find out, and then I'm coming for your neck. I'm coming from your neck. You'll be 0 2. You'll be the scrub. I don't even have to be the Savage as long as I can watch my partner in crime, Podmate, go down in flames in week two. If I go down, I'm. I am dragging people with me. But any any last thoughts before we before we send off there? I think we got a I think we got a real good slate this week. I'm excited for week two. Yeah. I think there's gonna be some good competitive games. Uh curious to see how Dylan recovers from these injuries. Curious to see, yeah, the championship rematch between Josh and Cole, the pod bowl. It's gonna be a lot of fun. One other one other question is, and we have to determine this early, so this is why I bring it up now. How seriously do we want to explore this relegation idea? Because I do think it's savage. I It could be a hair aggressive, I think. But also it can make a whole new layer to like actually trying to compete all the way through the season because your ass doesn't want to get relegated. I think more than doing it, I think relegation is a, a bit harsh. I don't want to lose any of these guys. I, like all you, I love all you guys. I don't want you to leave. Um, but I think there needs to be a punishment for last place. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't just be like, okay, I'm done for the season and and not have to, to answer to any of your crimes. I agree there should be something for last. I am down to explore options for something relegation-wise. I think it would have to start the loser next year would have to be relegated. Um, and I'm thinking, like, you know, how would you do it? Because winning in a league is so tough, so it's just like, do we have 11 players? And then one guy is just sitting out for the year. That's tough. That's the relegation like, spot. Yeah. Hey, we're eleven man team. Uh-huh. You're automatically back in the next year. Yes. It's not like you. We have a four man team, a four man league, and that you have to win that four man league to advance. No, you're like auto. you could be stuck down in that league for years. No, you're auto so back in. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that is. Uh, I think there's. I think there's stuff to explore. I think we could talk about it. Something to you know. Something to look but at. But I, I think Cole... I think we could do... Cole, you're right. Yeah, I go ahead, say, I think you're right. I th- do think... Because we, we don't want to lose the group. And there's there's an aspect to... If you do get relegated, yeah, we do it in a situation where it's, it's one season and you're automatically back in the next season. Whoever was relegated most recently takes your spot. But even then, just thinking about it, that'd be a brutal year to not be in the league, listen to the podcast, watch everybody have a bunch of fun, and then uh, nothing. So that would be... It'd be a little brutal, for sure. It'd yeah, be I think, brutal, but that's what happens when you lose. I think it's a little too brutal. I like I like just coming up with a punishment more than that. And I, I like that we were flirting with something pre-draft about possibly next year, like, you know, doing something different for the draft order. I'm kind of over the, the random an hour before 
we either like, you know, do some sort of competition when we have like, you know, when we get together for the in-person draft to decide it, which would be fun or, or, you know, the standings at the end of the year, maybe have something to do with it. Like we were talking about and you get to pick where you want to be, where you want to draft. it doesn't necessarily mean you draft one, two, three, you just get to pick where you want to draft. Like Josh wanted to, to get 10 this year and he got it. But, um, yeah, we could do that or, or just have some sort of fun competition between all of us in person. Yeah. To I like that idea too. I think if we all get this Airbnb, we come up with some type of game activity, challenge situation, something or other. And then we're all there. We all go through it. We have a ball doing that. We decide the draft order based on that. And then that's it. We go. I mean, it could be, maybe we all bring a chicken, you know, in the chicken fight and then, you know. The first chicken to go out gets a 10th pick. Ninth chicken gets a ninth pick. You know, just kind of go out. I mean, you know, it could be really anything. Call up Michael Vick. We can grab some dogs real quick. I will figure it out. <laughs> so other than that, I don't have anything left. Freakman, you got any last notes? I'm all good, boys. It's good to be back. Cole, thanks for Thanks yeah, for having thanks me, boys. Always good. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always good to be part of the, the pod. I'm down to join any time, but... Yeah, let's get let's get some new people on the pod this year too. I want to I want to hear Lamar on there. I want to get Sleepy on there. Let's get some fresh faces and voices. I want to hear I want to hear some new hot takes. Love it. All right, fellas. Well, then we're gonna get off and we'll catch everyone next week. A little week two recap and another week of Scrubs and Savages. Be easy, boys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>